Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me this week after a doubleheader in Darwin is Mitch. How are you, mate? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. And Hannah, how are you down in Victoria? Still <laughs> living that lockdown life, man. <laughs> living the dream. No. Um, not my dream. <laughs> not the dream. Not the... <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. But, it, um, yeah, it's... It's a painful, and we were literally just talking about this two seconds ago. This whole let's not talk about lockdown. it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is that one moment to get like bit. some fun in my life. Let's okay, say okay, we can talk that. about some racing, but this COVID business is still messing up our racing calendar. That's um, true. Yeah, the Brisbane or Queensland is looking like it's picking up a few more cases, even though there wasn't one last today. Um, it's possibly putting the Ipswich round, which hasn't been announced yet, into doubt um, just by where the outbreak or where the last lot of cases have sort of come from. There's There's already been a crowd-free round, like straight up, because no more than 10 in that area at the moment. Yeah. And also, race fuels were saying they might have issues supplying fuel to that round anyway, because they don't, they got to mix it up in Melbourne, then they got to apply for all these government exemptions to get their staff out of Victoria and up to Queensland. Yeah, right. Yeah, gotcha. That makes they sense. They already rushed to get Darwin and the two Townsville ones done. Mm. Mm. Yeah, interesting. I mean, to be honest, I don't think that crowd-free thing actually applies to them because there's exemptions for venues who have COVID-safe plans, and these guys have been doing those for these events. So yeah, I reckon that right, would be a workaround. But definitely the fuel is a big barrier. You sort of need that. Mm. Yeah. Well, talking about COVID safe plans, you know, this weekend at Hidden Valley, mm. you could do a pit lane walk and get signatures from drivers. Oh, really? sick. Mm-mm. I'm really glad they did I that because the paddock was closed, right? The paddock well, was closed. You had to pre-register. For like three weeks as well. Yeah, you had to pre-register a couple of days before, get there early, and then you – because you couldn't – so Hidden Valley – Halfway down the S's, there was a fence put up down the street, the track, so you couldn't actually walk down to the last turn and you couldn't get into the underpass of the um, to get into the middle. So there was okay. a fence built up there and that's where the, you had to have a pass to get past there. So when you wanted to go to the pits oh, for the pit walk, you had to catch a bus at the top and they bust everyone down in the morning. Um, you had mm-hmm. to sanitize your hands to go all through and then go in. Then you could meet the drivers and go back it didn't cost anything but you had to register and once the number of filled out is done the drivers were saying it was a bit weird having to sign autographs again it's been a while since they've done that but i think they, they so like you know being able to interact with fans mm-hmm. and stuff again which was good for them yeah that'd be good. whose autographs did you get come on mate but you surely got someone's number... autograph no i didn't do it because i didn't really realize that they had done that um, and then we started doing it on Saturday and then realized that the registrations were had to be done by Friday. So, uh, okay. okay. We didn't, I mean, I'm not a big getting stuff signed type of guy. Yeah. I, don't, I, think, I think the last point sometimes, like, the last stuff that I got signed was we did have a breaking late. Um, I don't even know where it's gone, but I had a breaking late picture with all the, like, I went and did a grid walk one year and got all the drivers and Betty Kaminko and anyone that I could find in the pits to sign my poster. And it's now framed and stuff. Um, cool. We actually did a competition on, on like our first season 
where you had to name all the signatures on there. And JD and I bought a round hat and a T-shirt and we gave it away. Um, mm, it's the only competition bad. we've done on the show and it was good fun. A bit expensive. Sounds like we should do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, to like be honest, the kind of the kind of fan who's going to want to go do that is probably the kind of fan who's going to show up to a round during COVID. So I think you're hitting the market. <laughs> well, they didn't have much merch. Like they had um, this stubby caller, which is a triple crown. Oh, triple crown. The bet easy Darwin triple crown, eighth and ninth. So that's you know that never <laughs> happens. This is a rarity. <laughs> okay. Nice. Um, then they sold out of these early because they didn't make that many. I don't mm-hmm. think they made any T-shirts. Or I didn't see any T-shirts and stuff for sale. And then if you went to the supercars last weekend on the 15th, 16th, if you wanted to buy a stubby caller, they had 2019 base in the grass stubby callers for sale for $10. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they kept trying to push okay. them on us. Like, oh, would you like to buy a stubby caller? I'm like, oh, for this round? Like, uh, no, for no. base in the grass last year. I'm like, how much? Like $10. <laughs> I'm like, that's the same price for a new stubby caller. She's like, yeah, she's like, I really should stop trying to push these on people. No one is buying them. So whoever was running the bars had extra stock and also worked based on the grass is what I'm hearing. Whoever <laughs> ran the bars seriously needed a good hiding. Like we oh. bought beers at Sunday morning at quarter past 10, four mm-hmm. Cooper's dries. And they're like, they're the last four Cooper's dries on ice. We're like, well, you better go put some more on. It's only <laughs> your bar's only been open for an hour. Our bar's open at nine too. It's fantastic. That's so weird. Um, <laughs> but back on merch though, like, I, keep seeing, I keep seeing these ads for super cheaps now stocking all the team merch, which I thought was yeah. interesting considering they've just been dropped off the naming rights sponsor for Bathurst. Yeah, the, I mean they're still going to heavily tie in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could, it, the teams have to sell merch. I mean, Bryce was selling all his MIDI shirts at MIDI's. You could go in and pick them up for $50 a shirt, which was That's so $20, cool. $20 dollars cheaper than buying yeah. a track. They mm. sold out of them. That's Seriously. Brilliant. I Everyone saw no, Ch- no Chaz Mostert shirts. I saw <laughs> about th- three Michelle shirts there. The rest, Bryce shirts. Brilliant. That's so good, though. Was, I love that. There was yeah. so many. Um, and also, and when he made that, did so well in that, like getting into that when shootout. He made that, yeah, and when he did that part, when he did second in the qualifying to get into the shootout, that was, oh, really it was cool. good. We're like, holy, sh-, that that was genuine pace. Yeah. Yeah, um, it was a good lap. It was like a 106. It was a low 106. Yeah, it was a 106.2. And we were all became meteorologists then. We're out looking at the sky going, <laughs> oh, there's some cloud cover coming over. Unfortunately, Windcup actually on. got. A wind cup got the cloud cover, and then by the time the last four or five cars come out, not mm. full sun. That kind of and reminds me of that. He, he cooked, he cooked it into turn one. Yeah, gotcha. Rough. Well, Apparently yeah. he had warped rotors. Oh, I heard yeah. him say that. What was the deal? That was the first time I'd actually heard of it. Yeah, so apparently throughout the Sunday, whatever, they had warped rotors on the car and both him and Chaz were sort of suffering from a bit of brake issues due to that because obviously, you know, brake, not brake, brake, not brake. Um, so yeah. they didn't have full confidence on the brakes. Yeah, right. That'll do it. Mm. I gotta say, Chaz, Wait, I actually. What do you reckon of Chaz and Perkart? 
<laughs> yeah. JD I, and I, I were having a fight on the hill because JD picked Perkat and I picked Chaz. <laughs> oh. Well, he seemed rather confident he didn't really punt him. I'm like, oh, that was did. pretty good, man. He's like, oh, it's just <laughs> racing. It's just racing. What, when you just like slam? Like, he, it wasn't even like a tap. Like, Frosty on Van Gisbergen, I found that was fine and justified because he was blocking him like all hell. And it was Shane yeah. can't complain. He does that himself. And yeah. Mostert thing, that was not even close to the same thing. One of those was racing and the other one, someone got punted. <laughs> it was, that was definitely worse than the McLaughlin, uh, not McLaughlin, than the Van Gisbon Percat deal the week before. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was because yeah. that was because Percat up- made the error before. <laughs> like Percat was somewhat to semi-ish to blame there because he did drop the wheel in the thing. Um, Van Gisbergen, yes, probably could have just left off the throttle, but yeah, um, but yeah, you know, had he that well and truly under control and command of that inside of that corner. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> How lightning fast are those penalties to come down though? Like watching that, was it Coulthard on Bryce? Bryce. Yeah, seriously, corner. I swear he got the penalty before he even got before to the he hit the They're like, boom, five seconds. Oh, like, oh, like, okay. It'll be a riot if we don't sort this out right quick. We'll, we <laughs> watched like, it. We can, yeah. Love oh, that. We're about, to, we're about to throw some Yetis at him. Like, this is hard enough. You'll notice this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah. when we saw that, like I logged into the live timing to have a look, and mm. I was like, "Goes like he's got to get an investigation for that because Bryce did the same thing on um, Jacobson last weekend, and he got a mm-hmm. fifteen second penalty." Um, and I was like, oh, "I want to see if it's going to be under investigation." By the time I logged in and had a look, it already said five second penalty, and I was like, "Shit, did Fabian do something so before hot. that we haven't seen?" Yeah. But they were onto it. And I think we need to do that. I don't like seeing under investigation what's going to happen. It's like, no, nah, you messed Chaz up. It's pretty crystal clear. Chaz well and truly disagrees. He's like, I don't think we should have sorted that out until after the race. It's like, but you punted him. <laughs> 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 but no, I thought it was really good how quickly they handled it. And they made sure the penalty fit the crime. Like, you will. Yeah, be it wasn't. Yeah. The five-second penalty was a decent enough penalty because, yeah, Bryce did go wide. He dropped four positions, but that wasn't like he span like what Jacobson did. Jacobson span, whole field yep. went past. Yeah. Um, how yeah. good did the track look? It looked so, so green. Good on TV, man. Like, Laurie must be proud. <laughs> yeah, he is. He, <laughs> is. he, ha- he hated when like, the HQ went off and dug up the dirt. And- oh, did you see? I think that was when one of the HQs went off that ranger just like come barreling through like oh, I've got places to be bouncing down oh, the dirt. between the tire barriers and shit. It was yeah, like, I was like, like, okay, mate. It's like when they put that on TV I'm a bit they're like, ooh, probably shouldn't have caught that one. <laughs> so the track now has all irrigation under the ground. I thought so it would pop up sprinklers the whole time. time of year. It hasn't rained since March. Like <laughs> shit. Yeah, our dam's now really low. No. Uh, it's all <laughs> Worth it. It looks so good on TV, though. <laughs> it does. I'm like, the bend wishes it looked that good. <laughs> Valid. Yeah. Well, I mean, it looked good when it had people in it. In the, second weekend You're fine. <laughs> the second weekend was very quiet. We got on TV a couple of times. Um, oh, I was looking out for you boys. I didn't spot. spot you. Oh, yeah, we did. Um, Myself and Jess was on during JD's wife was 
under quality. Um, okay. We weren't looking too much. More on more of the week before, on the Saturday, yeah, okay. we were there a few times. We were like watching it on the iPad. We're like, hey, we're on TV. And like all our phones started ringing. Like my niece <laughs> was um, talking to my sister and she's like, oh, where's Papa? And she's like, he's at the races. And she's like, oh, where that? And she's like, put it on TV. Literally, she mm. turned on TV. There was my dad. So there's Papa on TV. And she's like, there he is. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Like, awesome. um yeah do you reckon we the, the lack of people yeah. was because of this ticketing confusion yeah that was so re- the- like you were talking about it but that seemed really weird like cancel your old tickets to get a refund to buy the new ones like yeah i guess so the whole keep what, track thing but that was a bit <laughs> what what happened with that is because everyone the tickets went on sale so early and all of us like jd Nathan, myself, um, Stuart didn't buy it because he ended up doing it with Tito and got um thing. But all the people that we knew that were going to go, everyone that bought your tickets on the day they came out, thinking, you know, it's only four and a half thousand, there's a good chance this will sell out. It didn't, but we bought our tickets on the release day. Then they announced that they're going to have another round. And they're like, oh, we're going to do a double pass thing that you can upgrade your ticket and you'll get a double pass. Well, that didn't come out to about three or four days after the tickets went on sale, by the time we got the email saying, here's your code. Mm-hmm. Well, we all bought our tickets again, thinking it's possible to sell out. Now, everyone yeah. that bought their tickets that did it like that, which was most of the people, your tickets for the 8th and 9th automatically changed over to the 15th and 16th the following weekend. But your tickets that were dated the originally for the 15th and 16th didn't get changed over to the 22nd, 23rd. They stayed as 15, 16. So they actually sold the round twice. That's why there was a lot more people there the week before because you had two lots of tickets that could go. And if you didn't, you had to go in, cancel your order, get a refund from Ticketek, and then rebuy your tickets. It was so confusing. There was so Sweet. many people at the gate. There was a lot of people I saw at the gate um, last weekend that were scanning their tickets and they're going, oh, these aren't valid. And they're like, like people are like, that was for last weekend. They're like, no, no, I had these ones for last weekend. Yeah, right. And they're down yeah. Like, but then, but Ticket Tech was at the gate and everyone was just like, fuck it, we'll just, here you go. <laughs> there, was, there was not that, there yeah. was 1,600 people there on Saturday. Damn. Sometimes it's just but, not worth the argument. Like it's just going to look shitter for the event if you end up having that many issues. We yeah. had a it's lot of stuff going on for Darwin last weekend. Refunds either. I think you would have got we a had, lot of people not bother. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. Had, well, that sad day we had an election, so less than half the people in the population had to go and vote because more than half people pre-voted. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had the AFL on Friday. Then we also had the Dreamtime match on Saturday night. So there was a lot of stuff going on that weekend. Um, it was like, good. It was like, Darwin felt like a real city. You know, everyone's like, oh, there's nothing to do in Darwin. Like everything happened that one weekend. It's like what living in Melbourne used to be like, you know? Oh, used to. Yeah, events used and to. stuff. And and, used to yeah, be. but like, how was it being there? Like what was the event like compared to like last year? Like obviously less people, Empty. but yeah. Like is was there any stuff, any – Activation-y stuff, and he obviously no merch. Kids you were saying um, still have kids. There cool. was, yeah. So they pretty much there was about three or four, well, 
a couple of places where you could buy food, but they let you bring mm-hmm. your food in this time. So literally I just brought cold meats, cucumbers, tomatoes, spinach, and bread. And we just made sandwiches the whole time. It was Gourmet, so much cheaper. Just easier. Um, the bars, all the, most of the bars were still there. The merchandise was all at the very top when you first come in. There was a couple of little shops like Intersport was selling Triple Eight and um, Shell stuff. There was the okay. other merchandise tent that sold everything else. Um, Tita had a little display, so the Drifting had a display. Hidden Valley Ford had a display. Um, the rest of the place was filled in with um, jumping castles. There was so many jumping castles for kids. I noticed uh, there was because they're big and cheap. <laughs> um, yeah, they fill up the space of that. But like, there was one jumping castle last Saturday that probably had two kids in all day. <laughs> it's like they had a ball. Um, Bluey the dog, that thing had a setup. I felt sorry oh. for the person who had to be in that costume because oh, it was hot. Poor Bluey. <laughs> we did real life life in a monkey suit. We can relate. Yeah, I know, but it wasn't 35 degrees. <laughs> it still wasn't pleasant. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there wasn't that much. It it felt empty, but you know, we all had fun. Like everyone still had a good time. It was you could you could space out. Um, there still wasn't that much social distancing going on because everyone's squished in under the shade. Yeah, um, which is pretty normal, I guess. The, the second week was better. Then the first week with the whole COVID safe, like there was actually people going around um, offering out hand sanitizer and stuff like that. But the okay. first week there was people from NT Health walking around doing a little bit of a, like a report. No, none mm-hmm. of the patrons and stuff were getting, like they couldn't get in trouble for anything, but it was sort of like going on the event. Like, you know, you don't have this and, you know, how everywhere's got the X's marked out on the ground. We have to stand, mm-hmm. like, you know, to space everyone out. Coming into the supercars, like in the main gate, they did three X's that didn't even go outside the barrier on gravel. And so by the time everyone walked over it, there was no markings. Um, and you only expect, what, three people to rock up at a time? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, on yeah. the, whole, the the event was what I thought it was going to be. I knew it was just going to be racing and no frills. Yeah, yeah, expectations managed, basically. I don't know. I, I know where I was, like, thinking to head with it, though, is the fact that even though you said it was empty, I think the broadcast felt a bit the same. And it was cool to have support category the second weekend. The, have it. When there was nobody there, because there was very, like, very little filming, of, even panning across the grounds. It was like, anytime yeah. you ever see the grounds, it's because of focusing on part of the track. Yeah, for sure. I noticed on the first weekend they were filming the crowd a lot. When there was Mm. a crowd there, they're like, look at the crowd. Second weekend was not so much that. They were like, oh, there's a bird. Um, Hey, look, there's a plane. Literally, we watched. We did get, we had the camera on us a bit for the sad, like, uh, the second weekend. And I think it was because we sat in a group. Mm. So, and we were a camera. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was good to have. I think the lack of support categories on the first weekend made people not want to go the second weekend because it was a lot of dead time. Like sure. There was a lot of nothing on the track. Um, it was actually fairly decent to have Teeter out there. So Teeter's Top End Drift Association, they've mm-hmm. been pushing so much to try and like, you know, try and get on the, just yeah. so like, you know, you don't have to bring up you your do. drifters. We can do it. Um, and they sort of were in talks with it, but, 
apparently NAM, so North America, North Australian Motorsport, don't really like drifters that much. Um, <laughs> I remember. Is this like an entertainment category thing? Um, it's sort of yeah. The, the it's lap sprinters and improved production don't see eye to eye with drifters, and. I remember at one track day, I won't say any names, but one thing was said when it started raining was send the drifters out. <laughs> they're yeah, they're expendable. expendable. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wonder who said it. <laughs> um, so apparently Debs gotcha. wasn't too happy when the drifters got invited. The drifters got invited by supercars to come be the support category or to be a do a I demo. They would have or anti-major events would have asked them, you know, on behalf to go. They would have been looking more you... towards an uh, entertainment sort of thing. Which... <laughs> yeah, like as in like an entertainment but, session, or were they would they actually be racing? No, no, they were just doing entertainment. They were just going out. They would do ten or fifteen did, minutes, uh, just go out, do some skids, come back in, um, come because the IP guys and all of that, they want to go out there and do. Oh, we want to. Eight lap race. race well, sometimes we don't have time for it, but the mm. drifters are more than happy to go out there, do five minutes, do ten minutes. They're like, we just want to go out, do some skids in front of lots of people, so people go, oh, you know, we can do this. Well, um, and they did really, well. they did really well. well. Drift run rarely goes past like 20, 30 seconds. You're like banging your Unless car off the limiter, destroying <laughs> yeah. your rear tires. You're like, we're not going to do that. For Except eight. there was a little eighty six <laughs> out there. The 86 could do like nine laps because it wasn't using the tires. Um, but <laughs> one of the guys was drifting down south and he actually brought his car up. It was mm-hmm. Mitch Doyle. He brought his, um, the, S, uh, the S13 up. Yeah. And so he was, he was doing really well. And the TD guys, they went and gave the, I was talking to the supercar management people and gave them a, um, some, all these TD shirts and a thank you pack and just saying thank you for doing this because I think they kind of want to go like, we'll do this for free. Like they didn't get paid or not, you know, not yeah. pay, but they're like, the cars are here. It doesn't cost you. You don't have to bring up, you know, Hot Wheels or anything like that. They're happy to do it. So I think they're trying to like do that. And then they actually anti-major events and supercars ask for all the GoPro footage from their cars. Yeah, cool. That's sick. So, I mean, like for them, we'll usually it's a case of like if there's existing contracts or whatever. Like obviously, Manny Mingay is a stalwart. He's been around forever. Yeah. Um, but you know, and that the other question with that kind of stuff usually becomes: Is the entertainment going to do damage to the track, which is going to delay the rest of the schedule if it happens? So if you remember yeah. that old um, that JCB tractor thing that they used to take around, yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. used to dump fuckloads of oil all over the track. Like, it was yeah, always shit. And, yeah and everyone <laughs> knew it and like obviously it doesn't appear anymore um but yeah like that's a huge concern so like if there's guys like that and they're not going to go dumping oil everywhere they're not going to like hit anything or break anything or you know go trashing fiberglass curbs or whatever yeah well they smashed one of the big um bp ultimate signs yeah they were oh, the styrofoam ones yeah <laughs> they're spares they were like <laughs> they were gone you know they said oh the on the second week driver's briefing they're like now which one of you guys hit that sign last week and <laughs> old mate old mate puts his hand up and says all right he gets handed a piece of paper he's like so that's the bill and he's like oh shit and it's just a blank piece of paper <laughs> it's just like that <laughs> and they asked for it back they're like can we have that sign they're like yeah here you go yeah so that 
at the little teeter shed. So they've got like, we did at the supercars. We broke this big BB Ultimate side. Oh, that's so cool. I like that. Like I like the local support. And then like as weird as COVID is, it's giving a chance for those guys to like to get some airtime and, and do that because mm. you can't just move 20 cars of a category somewhere. It just it doesn't work. No. But yeah. Um, and oh. something they've wanted to do. Sorry, yeah. you go. They've been talking about it for years. <laughs> no, that's all right. I've finished. I'm going to have a pushing, whinge. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have a whinge. Here. I'm about to have a whinge about the broadcast. One thing that really okay. irked me on the broadcast this weekend. So last weekend they didn't do it as much, but this weekend, I don't know if you guys noticed the stupid microphones on sticks. <laughs> I, really- I haven't, to be honest, I haven't watched the broadcast. I haven't had a chance to rewatch it yet. Okay, so essentially you pit lane reporters, they usually walk around, they hold a microphone, like a normal human being, you know, like a microphone. This weekend they're walking around like Freddie fucking Mercury with a giant stick holding the microphone, which, you know what, I, I kind of get it, maybe. Like maybe that's a thing that you do because like you want to give it to the person you're talking to so they can talk. But it was the people who were interviewing, so like Andrew Jones, were talking to his own microphone put his mouth germs all over that microphone and then shove it in a dryer's yeah, face. Doesn't that face. fucking negate the point of COVID? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I noticed. Stupid. They were really doing that, like when AFL first started back after COVID and they were really drumming. I swear, normally, you know, you're like, hide the boom. We don't, mm. everyone doesn't need to see the microphone. Magic powers is how you can hear us. Like you yes. can be in the ground. We don't want to see the microphone. But as soon as COVID was happened, the AFL guys were like, the camera guy was like, no, you stand back. Show the guy with the boom. Like, we want to see the sound guy. Look at the big swing. Yeah. But we didn't actually change what we're doing at all. <laughs> but this weekend, this weekend, they just kind of, they went to the fact that just like, now I'm just Freddie Mercury walking around with a fucking mic stand. And I it did looked, see that it on the, um, <laughs> Larko did do that in the grid walk. Like when he's talking to the drivers, he's like, shoves the microphone in the car. Now you're talking about, I did see that bit, but I didn't see, yeah. I saw a post of, Below the bonnet posted something on the Instagram of Andrew Jones interviewing Davy Reynolds out the front of the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always lurking at the toilets, mate. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was like, yeah. that was the one thing that kind of bothered me, I think, about the broadcast this weekend. It just, it looks stupid, but they kind of, I think they were clasping at straws to, to kind of fill the airtime at some of those points. So yeah, it was. You mean talking um, about Rick Kelly's kid for 20 minutes, repeating Did you see the little repeat. video? It was cute and it was funny, but the amount they talked about it was like, okay, yeah. I didn't actually well, I only see it on YouTube. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Was it as much as they talked oh. about, like, Mark Dutton going in and changing tires? And they're like, oh, team manager getting in there and getting amongst it. And, like, they spent an oh. hour throwing the camera Barry. at him whenever he touched a tool. They <laughs> well, that first weekend when Jamie Winkup put up doing interviews. That's yeah. how first weekend when Jamie Winkup put the car in the wall and he's out there on the tool helping. Yeah. They kept talking about that. Yeah. yeah, and that's it. Like, but I mean, like, you got to create storylines, and there's not much going on, right? And it's kind of a yeah. necessity of it. And yeah. those people who allow the access are the ones who are going to get the coverage. I got a question to you guys: mm. hard and soft tires, or all soft tires opinions? Oh, mate, it's I is don't... the T word the new P word? I think well, so. It's essentially, the same word, isn't it? Um... <laughs> tires. I Mm. I'd have to say the mix because it at least changed it up. I get the whole manufactured results and all that sort of thing, which is an argument I can see both sides of. I tend to lean towards the manufactured side, but it's much more interesting than watching Scotty run away with races all weekend. 
Yep. Scotty had the last race. He was off the final turner corner turner <laughs> off the final <laughs> corner <laughs> halfway down the straight before perk hats even gone onto the straight. We're like, like I won, I won. <laughs> it's like Scotty could come off through the S's straight line it, go mm. through the grass and still get on, have so much space. It was weird. Like I was talking to JD at the track on the first weekend going, I don't like the soft and hards. You know, it was a bit weird. You know, there was the, the disparity of it, like Chris Pither finishing fifth or something. You're like, mm. Chris Pither was in the rookie sessions. What the hell? Technically, I think they came on so late. What was what about his full season he did with Super Black Racing? Or the ice break? Different car? Because <laughs> not a rookie. Then? Yeah, they're still He's not a rookie. Track time means less crash cars was kind of the idea of that session though. But but no, I'm with you. Honestly, like mixed eyes, man. We we're here for entertainment. Like, let's be real. We're yeah. not talking about like Olympic level sport here. And it's funny to watch, like I, I think I mentioned this last time, the people who defend it are the ones who are either not taking advantage of it or the ones who feel like they're getting their own time threatened. And I think there was a, might have been on Below the Bonnet, there was a bit of a insinuation that the guys who are complaining have their sponsorship deals tied up in podiums. And I thought that was a really yeah. interesting perspective because it's true. Like for the health yeah. of the sport overall, this kind of result is awesome. You seem like... Todd Hazel would get on the podium. Jack LeBrock get on the podium. Like all these guys. Nick Anton won his first race. Anton won his first race. Yeah. That's the biggest positive people should take away is everybody's getting a bit of exposure, which brings sponsors yeah. to the sport. Because yes. if you look at like the last couple of seasons, like why would a small company invest in someone like Matt Stone racing or something like that when your car's going to be at the back of the grid and it's all going to be about Red Bull and Shell? Yep. Like, why yeah. do I want to give you any money at all when it's not going to benefit me? But now you see Matt Stone cars up, like right up there. So yeah, they're doing okay. It, it, it's good for the sport. And like when you got to look at the whole thing and the health of the whole deal to keep it running because it is on shaky ground, it's probably the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. Just, yeah. I'm, I think and my old man loved it. He's my barometer for standard people watching racing. He loves it, but he doesn't love it enough to be the way we're into it. And yeah. he thought it was great seeing so much different cars up the grid. So, That's yeah. awesome. Can can we give the punching think... above the weight award? By the way, yeah, who punched above their weight? Hey, team eighteen outperformed the mothership. Bloody hell! Good on them. They... When... When Charlie said that at the start of the year, I was like, <laughs> "Dreaming." Like, right here, <laughs> and look, I'll give him a nah, shout they out. Were I, on form. They, yeah, they were on form. Well. Are you going to get on the pie train again? Oh yeah, let's just jump on the pie cart, and here he goes pulling out a podium. God damn it! Make up your mind, Scott. No, kidding. Um, no, look, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked for them. And honestly, Frosty's showing that he's not past his prime. You put him in good machinery, <laughs> and he's gone and outperformed Wind Cup. Watching really? Frosty yeah. behind Van Gisbergen the other day was like watching him five years ago in that FBR. Oh, so like, good. Damn, yeah, man. He's like, he was driving well. <laughs> he's still got it. Mm. He's totally, but even you look at guys like Holdsy right now, same thing. Like, you can't just look at the age yeah. of the driver and go, nah, he's past, past it. Even JC, podium? Totally, 100%. It's been really cool to <laughs> Almost see. Almost like, cried oh, about it. <laughs> no, I know, right? Got a little That's emotional. Cute, Leave the guy alone. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. It's really like, you took my husband's job. <laughs> <laughs> I think she must, they must know that it wasn't his fault. 
No, of no, course they know just... that. But I don't still. think anyone suggested that. They'd people be happy to oh, Most people on the internet did. Yeah, people on the internet did <laughs> oh, a lot of shit. Yes. There's a, a Peter Adderton started COVID to just get a race car. That's it. A very elaborate plan. <laughs> what I'm gonna do, do we know what I'm going to make a bad bat suit? Be used, uh, towns for. I don't think we do no. yet. What are, are we, what are we calling the rounds? Are we calling them super sprint or super street? That might give us a little. Uh, you can't even buy tickets yet. The, yeah, you can. Um, the end end uh, was one hundred and ten dollars for the double pass on Ticket Tech. The oh, NTI okay. Townsville Super Sprint. So the Super Sprint rounds. Yeah. Because they okay. don't, they can't refuel. None of the teams brought the refueling equipment. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have the rigs. I mean, yeah. like not being able to refuel doesn't. I don't think that's the hardest part about making the strategy play. I think it's the number of races and the number of tires. I think refueling adds a little bit into it. Oh, of course. Sorry, but I mean, when you have that taken away. Yeah. Because those tire stops are so crucial to get, you know, as fast as you can. There's no fuel cover anymore. Do you think, like, high degradation tires could bring a bit of a different element into it, like where you could make a choice to be a bit slower and hope that your tires lasting a bit longer sort of pans out near the end of a race? I think we need to have two steps of tires if you're going to race like hards and then super softs. Yeah. So get rid of the soft because, well, it's one thing. Townsville's probably going to have higher deg than Hidden Valley. Hidden Valley is actually yeah, like, no deg. Like, yeah. it, it was years ago, you'd be like, oh, tires last two laps of Hidden Valley when it was super hot in the old track yeah. and it ripped them up. And now they're resurfaced. Yeah. We saw barely a difference between the hards and soft come mid race no. those weekends. It was crazy. Yeah, there needs to be a higher gap between the two tires. Yeah, yeah. But I don't. I don't think that was representative of what the tires are, because you see, Sydney was very much not showing that, and I think Townsville no, yeah. yeah. as well. But I think we need to have a bit. It's hard to go to Dunlop like we want seven tire compounds throughout the year and let us tell you what we're going to use. But yeah. I think we do need to be able to go and go. Okay, maybe hards and softs at like a Hidden Valley event, you know, where we don't have much tire deg and. Oh, what other tracks don't we have much tide deg on? Um, the bend wasn't too bad, but we're going there, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But, like, you know, the tracks that you don't have much tide deg on, you need to be using two steps down. So you need to be hards and super softs. So yeah. you've got the difference in speed. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you could go, let's stay on the hards. But with the ones where the speed difference is, like, maybe one or two seconds a lap, you can hold that off. You can defend that. Mm. Yeah, for sure. That's a good point. Because you look at the final race last sad, sad Sunday, everyone started on softs and people ran. Like, they ran real late. Well, even well, looking at this race. race. <laughs> Scott yeah. Pye in the final race ran like 30 laps. We would have softs. never thought he would have survived that. Never. No. But it was cooler, I guess, that weekend too. So it's kind of, yeah. Nah, last weekend was super hot. Last, this, last weekend was hotter than the first weekend. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant the first weekend of the two. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. The first weekend was cool, but I mean, Scott Pye ran longer last, like this uh, course after Darwin one. Yeah, on the twenty third. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. 
No, I think that's well, that's a good point. I mean, it's hard at the moment, obviously, this year, whereas Dunlop's already brought all the stock over and, you know, what we have is what we've got kind of thing. But for sure that kind of stuff will actually make the championship interesting in the long run. And we're obviously chasing to keep stuff interesting enough that people are going to keep watching it. And where are they going to yeah. watch it next year? They're going to watch it on 7. Yes. <laughs> Segway. You've done this before. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> had a lot of time to uh, read my news in my COVID lockdown life. Um, but yeah, so. Oh, oh, sorry. I was like, you got a list of segue lists that you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've rewarded um, myself with a little sip of wine. Hang on, let me have that. We've just it. Um, yeah. So just to let everyone know that's like, oh, cool. Channel 7, live races all the time. No. Yeah. no. <laughs> you, you still get your five live races. The rest of it's on pay TV. Mitch, do you think we're going to see free all races live free to air ever again? <laughs> no. <laughs> who would pay for that? And who would give up that much airtime every time there's yeah. a race weekend? No. I think the trouble with it is, is like the calendar itself doesn't have a similar consistency to a football or another seasonal sport. Like that's yeah, quite so hard, like, in that aspect. Like, yeah, sit down on Friday night, have some beers and watch the footy. You can't do that with racing. Correct, <laughs> no. yeah. And it's also, it's not like a, you know, a, a three-hour game and you can watch it and you're done and you can run into the news and stuff Yeah, like it that. does take a bit yeah. more engagement in the sport to actually, it, it is hard for people just to casually watch unless it's like something super exciting going on. I think Bathurst is really the only thing that people casually watch. Or maybe yeah. the season opener. Because yeah, the amount of people that I know that would just go Bathurst this weekend, like, you know, there was a race like two weekends ago too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. But oh, yeah, Bathurst, I think how that... did you watch? Did you like Sandown? What? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't Who that does? a racing track? Yeah, yeah but like I, I think now that that's kind of that first domino started to fall, I reckon we'll start learning more about Fox soon as well. But my early yeah. prediction based on, I think how everything's gone during the life of the TV deal now, plus the complication of COVID, um, I'm worried that we're going to see a reduction in broadcast hours, which makes me a little sad because I honestly think the I don't want to lose this... one of the best things for the sport. Yeah, I don't want to lose the amount of, of support coverage that we get. That's what I really yeah. like. And also the quality of content that Fox puts out is, well, I know it's Supercar Media that do it, they know how to film a race. The Fox money but but Fox permit the airtime. And that's kind of the thing is when you have yeah. the space to create that, then of course you're going to try and fill it up. But I guess we've gone through sort of iterations of, you know, we had Inside Supercars. We had a panel TV show about the sport, which was never done before. And it was dropped already pre-COVID, you know. And mm. then we had obviously yeah. AMI Media. We're doing the Supercars Live segments, which now kind of slot into the broadcast instead of having its own standalone hour. But, you know, we've kind well, of seen... Those panel shows, again, are more, again, like uh, more suited to like football and stuff. Something that happens weekly. Like sometimes you can have almost a month of racing and like nothing's happened because no thing, no one's. You know, you never hear supercar drivers getting caught doing the wrong thing. But that's by design, um, you know, that the whole system is supported. Yeah, we know them. that. We, we, we did <laughs> say yeah, that. We were um, just going on to say we to into the parties. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we, we've seen what happens afterwards. Um, <laughs> but, like, also, you don't see, like, supercar drivers would get in so much more shit if one of them got done for DUI or something. 
Oh, you. their careers will be over. I think for the nature of the sport and even there's something about cams, if you get done for DUI, like you're you're done. Like mm. that's just not a smart move at all. No, but yeah. But I mean like we do you don't really have the big controversies. The biggest controversy is like cheating on a missus or something like that. Yeah. yeah do you think he's the only one? <laughs> and we still forgive him. She's yeah, exactly. But that's the thing is like I think we've oh. but we've watered down these rivalries so much. Sorry. That's I know. Intended, we need to bring it? back no, you're yeah. right. we do need to bring back the proper rivalries. Like like I let pay-per-view let's have reynolds and scotty just fight it out like okay. <laughs> well they're gonna do that in their podcast right but what's his latest story about uh barry ryan and and ryan's story having a go at each other sniping in the comments i was like this is such a low-level bullshit honestly so it's probably nothing i nathan brought this up while we we're sitting at supercars and i had to read it apparently someone on erebus has been going around and writing in comments of stories that are just fluff pieces and mainly about djr and stuff just writing who cares <laughs> um and then on this story about mclaughlin and fabian going out to the cricket darwin cricket club and having a bat in a bowl um uh, Ryan, uh, Barry Ryan posted in the comments, who cares? Um, and Ryan's and then story, comes, Ryan's story comes back and goes, oh, you know, nice work, good contrib- contribution, Barry, or something like that. And then the media went and blew it up. Like, they're the ones like, oh, my God, what do you think about this? Like, well, but no, but no Ryan said, even... I, I would never say something about that, you know, on the story about your team. It's like, well, yeah. no offense, but we don't really care. You know, like it, the character it of Erebus as a team and yeah. what they do is the reason why people love them. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that attitude about them. Like, you'd expect Barry to say that to your face. And that's why I look at internet comments like, if you say it to my face, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you'd like, Barry would tell you it's that for sure. Like Fuck yeah, he would. <laughs> he'd probably say worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and like, you know, Ere- like, yeah, Erebus is the team that doesn't care that much then not everyone in Erebus is wearing the same shirt same belt tucked in you know shirts no. bloody same boots and stuff like that like everyone Haircuts at DJI. before you hit the racetrack yeah and I mean yeah. and do you know what there's a place for that as well there's a place for both but those yeah. kind of personalities and rivalries and like that's a good thing for the sport like let's mm. stop trying to play this whole like oh anti-bullying total line kind of thing yes there's definitely a line with that I agree but Things like that are providing the interest in you an need- otherwise boring scenario of Scott McLaughlin flogging everyone by a straight. Yeah. yeah. And, and is he like still going to go to the US characters year? like that? Otherwise, like everyone's just going to go, hey, everyone agrees. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's yeah. the point of that? <laughs> Why would you want like that? Scape and Ingle, they were really good. They brought people in, they made it interesting. You want to get people watching. Make people think they're going to see a fist fight every weekend. I bought that yeah. because of them. <laughs> but even like, even yeah. okay, Scafi in the com box now talking to Larko or, or whatever. Like, there's always a little bit of like jibe there and it keeps shit interesting. Oh, you know? I like, love the Larko personality. Jibes. Yeah. His jokes are so shit. They're so good. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like a dad joke. You can't help but enjoy it. Right. <laughs> but that's, that's I, what I you Larko want. Larko lives in Bow Desert. I should just drive out there like looking for him. I want to come hang out. <laughs> <laughs> actually i found it really interesting that they um sort of this weekend <clears throat> excuse me they live streamed the press conference on the supercars facebook page 
which I thought I see was that. really YouTube. cool. And YouTube, there you go. So obviously they usually release those after it's been filmed and whatnot, but I think this is the first time they've probably done it live. That's something post-COVID that I think we should keep. Like that's really cool. What a great fan engagement tool. Um, but yeah. I guess you could see the difference between, you know, the three guys who they were talking to, where they were sitting, like who was doing what and what kind of thing. And for example, yeah, I you had Scott Pye on a backdrop and like he had all his sponsors there and Nick Packett was sitting in a car and Scott McLaughlin was sitting in a trailer and he was like moving shit around and like looking on his phone and scrolling and like wasn't really engaged in the whole thing. And it just read as arrogant. Had done three of them. Yeah, but I mean, you're talking about sponsors and partners and whatnot are also going to look at that and go, how are you engaging with the fans and giving us value for our dollar? You know, I guess everyone's tired. Everyone's had a long run. It's been a hot day. It's been a hot weekend. But that to me is like, it's sort of just read like, that just seems a bit off. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I didn't see that one. I saw the one where there was Cam Waters, Cup, and Scotty. Yeah. And I think Cam Waters had the same internet connection that you have tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but cool feature, yes, no. Would you keep that? Keep it. But then I'm probably not going to be the person that's going to watch it. Mm. I think there's a, definitely a fan exists that will. I mean, we've been doing there an is. F1 for a long time. Yeah. yeah. I, I like the after race post, like, you know, press conferences. And I used to watch them when they released them on YouTube. Mm. but normally after the race, I'm not rushing out to go watch more content straight away. No, no, definitely not. That really lends to the argument of how they transitioned that inside supercars to the trackside segment where it's just filming on the race straight afterwards. Like I think the breathing room really helps develop those stories a bit more. I'm always looking for jump on like whatever, there's nothing really developed. Like, you know, they, they could even be talking about a possible penalty that they don't know if it's happening yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you can't fully evaluate everything that's happened. That's what I used to really like about the old supercar show. Mm. One, uh, Make it like a midweek thing, I reckon. Sort of. Yeah. It was, I think, like a Tuesday night initially. Oh, that's it. Like everyone's yeah. like mm. pre, pre-debrief. They're because not going to commit to any opinion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, what do you, I mean, what do you I know the idea to get a driver in the heat of the moment when they're still sort of arced up, you might get a controversial opinion. Mm. They're all they're learning probably aiming given that too. Yeah. You yeah. know that that's what they want. Anymore. Yeah, they're, they're, they've all been told, oi, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Although, you're talking to people who are good in front of the camera. Bryce has been so good chatting to everyone like this week, this weekend and last weekend as well. I, I think he is looking forward to Townsville where he doesn't have the spotlight on him. Yeah, yeah that was okay. getting pretty full on. The Prince of Darwin, like, oh, if you say that one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember hearing that. That must have been the on-track commentary. I heard it once. I heard it a couple okay. of times. Um, I think Andrew Jones called him that or something. Scafey was a fan of it a few times. It was um, enough to make me go stop it. <laughs> yeah. But then he had a good showing, so they yeah, were jumping had, on the bandwagon. He did have a good showing. Yeah, he did. Mm. Yeah, that that um, top fifteen. That was a good job. Yeah, that was a good I job. What other news do we um, have? Yeah, my notes. Not too much. I'm looking at the times that we're going. I'm probably going to jump straight into Townsville, and we'll talk about that and do our tips, and then call it. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, tips. Crap, I hadn't even thought about that. 
<laughs> yeah, Sorry. or we could just we might not even do tips on the show. We'll just do that sort in the text. And put them out. Oh, no, nothing. A little bit of pressure. Because, I can. I suppose JD is oh, on. Oh no, here. because I won't be able to get it from JD. I haven't even thought about it. Just trying yeah. to organize fucking shit this weekend. I got to try and get presents and book fucking reservations at restaurants and shit. I remember the days <sighs> where I could go to restaurants. Oh, I have to. So do I. I still didn't. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you went to pubs, didn't you, Mitch? Yeah. Oh, that's a stretch. <laughs> I went I to Uber. Sitting down, I got to the door. Sitting down for coffee, okay? <laughs> Getting a coffee and sitting down to drink it. <laughs> Not having to run. Yeah. yeah literally. <laughs> Get out of here. Like, put your mask sip, on. Put, the police are here. Put your face mask back up. Take a sip. Put your face mask back up. It's just like... <laughs> Anyway, Uh, so we're going off to Townsville next. Um, That should be really interesting. I still don't know what tyres are on. I haven't even looked. The double headers there. I don't think they have. Oh yeah, I guess we'll find out. Mm. My hope is that we get the mixed tyre again. Either way, double header on a street track is not something I would have predicted. Mm. Even though it's not disruptive of street tracks, it's still. I assume they're just going to move like a wall or something throughout the week and let local traffic get through or something. Uh, yeah, if they need it. I mean, like the detours around the track are pretty. It really didn't seem that anyway. when we were there that time. Like, nah. It, the Depending more on how much stuff was coming the, uh, in. The stadium being built. Yeah. Yeah. Because exactly. well, that, that, it's like that main sort of port road, but the detours around account for all the heavy vehicles and stuff. So. I mean, I don't, I don't know what, what they're doing, but I reckon they could get away with either. I mean, the amount of stuff moving around right now as well is probably a bit reduced to normal. Like there's very little tourism going on, that kind of thing. So, mm. yeah. yeah. true. What about Spa? Is everyone looking forward to Spa, my favorite racetrack in the world? It is. Oh, I saw a little uh, Instagram snippet come up through F1 <laughs> of like just approaching Eau Rouge and it's like that in, in curb camera. And the cards are just like, yeah, gone. You're just like, ooh, give you the shivers. I'm looking forward to it. It is a great but, track. That would be really good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm really hoping Vettel can bounce back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna just give me a good showing. I just feel like it's just not switched off. Done. Would you be invested at this is. point? No, but I think like. No, but I'm not a world champion race car driver. So. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just think he has to do something. He can't just. Do you reckon he did? If he has more race? results like this, what do I think he's going to be racing point? Would Would you reckon he would? I don't. Yes. I haven't read anything about it for a while. So. I, the last thing I saw, the last rumor I saw was he's going to get announced this weekend. Yeah, Ooh. sweet. But but then there's other stories there going. No, no, no. You know. Perez is staying, but then when you read the sources of that, it's Perez's Instagram saying, no, 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 I'm staying. <laughs> if I just no, keep staying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's manifesting, man. It's, it's a secret. They wrote a whole book on it. But, um, yeah. Well, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm hoping it's a bit more interesting than just the Mercedes show. I really am. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's starting to get like, oh, okay, well, and like, Maybe if we had the F1 TV in Australia, we could just go, let's not worry about those two cars and let's jump in and watch the midfield. Yeah. You know, if you like, just filter it. No helmet. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but I mean, I'm... it'll be good and we, we'll see how it goes. That's this weekend. And then we got 
back-to-back Townsville round, so that should be good. Yeah, there's like a whole month of supercars, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah this is like a NASCAR-esque. How are you guys finding it? Because, like, look, in lockdown life, this thing's a fucking godsend to me. Like, I'm loving just sitting in front of the TV. We had a freezing cold rainy weekend. The weekend is gone, so it was easy to watch the racing. But you people living normal lives, I'd be curious to know if you end up getting a bit exhausted of it. Well, I was there both weekends, so (laughs) I'd reorganize my time around it if it was the case. Like, no, it's no different for me, to be honest. I'm not the most social. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I said I normal much... people, Mitch. Not kidding. My, my mate, <laughs> no, that's fair. Mate, I'll go with that. <laughs> most of my mates know that if there's supercars on, you're like, well, I'm going to be at home or near a TV at that time. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to skip qualifying and just get to the race. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but even like yeah, if the race I'll, is boring, I'll, I'll have it on and not be watching it. Like, I'll do something else, but it's going to be on. I'll watch a boring race live, but I would not rewatch a boring race. No. If yeah. someone, you're like, if I look at the results and sort of watch a highlight package, you're like, no, I don't need to watch that. Well, you could tell like this weekend's highlight packages on um, YouTube from supercars. Mm-hmm. They're like four minutes, five minutes. Like, well, the other ones were like seven, eight minutes along, and you're like, more stuff happened then. Yeah. When you can go, and here's the start, and here's what happened at turn one, and here's the pits, and there's McLaughlin finishing the race. I think not much in the race. Just real yeah. quick, while I think about it, um, that mixed tire thing, it's bringing, because you get the two different tires on the track at the same time, that's bringing more excitement to the race straight up, because you're not just like, oh, everyone's 100%. on the same pace following. So, Yeah. Mm. You've always got those cars quick, moving through. Tires up. <laughs> Yeah, more passing makes for great racing. I'm here. No, it should be called dropout. <laughs> no, can you hear me though? Oh, you can like hop. Yeah, I can now. You can hold that face really well then. <laughs> I have a great face. What are you saying? No, no, I'm with you. Um, yeah, hundred percent tires. I'm wow. Now Michael's frozen. Is this just me? No, I'm not. <laughs> That was pretty good. That was convincing. I'm I'm actually impressed. I should take a screenshot. We could put that on the Instagram page. Um. Anyway, we were going to Townsville. Yep. Yes. Mixed tires is my vote. I'm hoping it is. We'll find out soon enough. Um. Uh. Just to everyone, we will be. We're not doing our tips live on the show here. We're missing JD. Um. We haven't actually got semi organized this week. After this weekend and stuff, shit's, shit's happened anyway. We're going to be doing our tips. We'll organize that in our chat. It'll be on the it'll be on the page. You can have a look at it on the um. It'll be in the show notes and stuff like that. Um, at the moment, Mitch is still leading. JD, Hannah, and I, uh, we've closed the gap. I've, um, I've had a comeback. I'm actually super proud of myself. Yeah, you're you're doing absolutely nothing. Behind, you're one point behind me at the moment. Um, JD's 12, 10, 15 points off Mitch. Um, and we're, I think, 20 points behind. But, like, you you actually scored 151 points or something this weekend. You did a pretty good job. Thank you. And the previous, thank you, Anton. Thank you, everyone else who fucked up and left everyone else into zero <laughs> points. I needed that. Yeah, but then we all come back strong the next, the other week, other days. Yeah. But, anyway, um, I'm going to wrap us up there. Um, we're done and dusted. Everyone is still still connected, so we'll finish this up now. Um, 
So, yeah, thank you, everyone, for joining us. If there's anything you want to talk to, talk to us about or you want us to talk about, hit us up. Um, you can go to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late. You can email us, uh, breaking late at gmail.com, or you can go to our Instagram. We are at breaking late podcast. Um, and that is us done and dusted after the Darwin double. We are now off to Townsville and Spa. So we'll catch you guys in a fortnight's time. Sweet. See ya. Laters. So, yeah.